So Amber, do you ever think about the fact that if all of you, yes, you listening, if you aren't, uh, if all of you weren't such fucking cowards and ripped your goddamn teeth out at the most fucking nothing queer coding of all time in Thor Ragnarok, we could actually just have gay characters in the MCU by now? I actually, I don't know if I want to put that on the queer people, like, as, like, being responsible for- I am! But you are. (laughs) And and I'm not going to get upset at you about that. Um... Uh, yeah, it's I I I will agree with you that it like was overdone the reaction to Thor Ragnarok and that um it's not that good and it definitely isn't gay, um very heterosexual movie to be honest with you lots of straight people in that movie, um so bam suck it gay <laughs> I I love that you like. But right before we were recording, you were like, yeah, I don't really have a cold open for the Marvel TV oh, episode. no, no, I knew I had it. I've, I've been planning this one for quite some time. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. My name is Amber Autumn, she, her. I am the co-host, Prince Devin. And while I That's do true. everything within my power to monetize this podcast, Amber does everything within her power to put in the minimal amount, the minimal amount of effort needed to have a podcast. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely. I 100. No, you know what? Cold open for another day. What are we here to talk about, Amber? Well, let's first explain the concept of the podcast. Uh, this is uh, how we. This, this is original podcast. Do not steal, um, which is a podcast in which every week, once a week, Devin and I, and sometimes a special guest, um, uh, take one media property, idea, hope, dream, franchise, whatever, and we make an original character in that property. Um, and sometimes we do a lot of like weird, obscure, or unusual things. And sometimes we talk about. Um, uh, properties you've never heard of, like, I, there's, we're talking about right now this, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Um, uh, was, they're pretty God, indie, was... but, but I'm excited <laughs> to talk about them. We promised you last week that we were going to be talking about something else this week, um, but then scheduling logistics happened, um, and we can't be bothered to go back and re-edit that section with new dialogue, so... Um, that episode will be coming in a few weeks, and right now we are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and in particular, you wanted to talk about the TV incarnations. This was this one was your pitch. Do you wanna do you wanna tell us exactly what the concept is we're doing here? Yeah. So, uh, fun fact: this whole podcast might be a lie because I don't know that I want to make a character by the end of this, but I just have a lot of thoughts and feelings about Marvel TV. And I wanted to talk about it somewhere, but I didn't want to write a I video and then God. get the footage for it. And so what is podcasting if not videos I don't have to write? I'm going to fucking I'm going to fucking make us make a character. I don't care. I'm sticking to the theoretical concept of the podcast. If it fucking <laughs> kills me, I'm going to have some goddamn integrity about this whole thing. <laughs> so so before I don't I... care if it's the shittiest character you can imagine. I'm gonna make a fucking character, and his name's gonna be Jeff. And he's gonna have no distinguishing characteristics whatsoever, and I'm gonna say this character is an MCU television character. He exists <laughs> in the world of Wandavision. He's right off screen. Fuck you. <laughs> so there were three points I overall wanted to make talking about Marvel TV. Uh, Loki gay, weak sauce, what if bland, and boy howdy, I sure do miss the Netflix specials. Is there any of those you'd like to start with? Um, so I actually did see your TikTok about what if bland. I think I would like to start with, um, I was thinking that we should probably take a minute to go over, um, what we mean by Marvel TV, and for our listeners who live in the future, um, what Marvel TV programs there are that exist right now, because this is um, this is one of these instances in which we're working with a property that's alive. Um, a lot of the times we work with properties that um, are very dead, 
um, you know, anywhere really between DuckTales having had its recent final season, I'm pretty sure, and like Norse mythology, right? Somewhere in that like scan, in that span. Um, but this is one where we are actively getting new installments, like, every few months. Forever. Forever. For the rest of our lives. And uh, plus 72 years, or whatever the copyright is now. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, there have been a lot of television shows that include Marvel. I assume that we are maybe not talking about the Netflix ones, but maybe we are. Um, and, and, yeah, we should talk about what... Okay, shows exist right so, now. So, so since I feel no need to make a character, and I'm going to leave all of the <laughs> I fucking to you, damn it. <laughs> I meant I have to do all Marvel, the fucking work around here. Marvel TV from Agents of Shield moving forward was kind of everything I wanted to talk about, which is why I was like, I don't know that I want to make a character because, like, my Daredevil character doesn't look like my Punisher character. My Punisher character doesn't look like my WandaVision character, who doesn't look like my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. character, you know what I mean? Right, I do. I. It's interesting you say that because, okay, so shows that, so we're, if we're doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. onward, that means we're discounting all the Defenders Netflix shows, so no Jessica Jones, no Daredevil, no Punisher, no Iron oh, no, Fist, I, no uh, Defenders. Yeah, I'm talking about um, those two. Oh, okay. Um, and then, so, so there's a slate of those Netflix shows that exist, um, that chronicle roughly, like, a street-level team called the Defenders, um, which are sort of an Avengers, but, uh, you know, like, lower-level powers, um, and, uh, Jessica Jones season one is the greatest season of television show ever made, um, and the rest of them range from being promising to just bad. Um, and the Defenders didn't especially do well critically or even really commercially up to expectations. So we've kind of abandoned those. Uh, Marvel doesn't really like to talk about those anymore. We sort of pretend they didn't happen at this We stage. sold the costumes! If you ever want to know how dead a thing is and your chances of getting another one are, look to if the company sold the costumes. And those costumes Oof. have been auctioned off. They're fucking dead. <laughs> They're dead as shit. Oof, oof. Um, and then we had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, which was sort of an attempt at a show which had stronger connections to the MCU, right? Uh, you had, like, Agent Coulson. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was first. Agent, was I Agents wanna... of S.H.I.E.L.D. first? Fuck. Yeah, I just I just feel a need to throw that out there because, like, Shit. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out at the same time Arrowverse did. And then Netflix happened and we were like, fuck, this is how you make superhero TV. <laughs> how, was, how was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like... Like, uh, is this our first time, like, talking about Joss Whedon really properly? <laughs> like, covering a Joss Whedon properly and not just, like, referencing him off to the side? Because, um, like, my hot take is that I think that almost all of Joss Whedon's TV is incredible. I think he, um, uh, I think Buffy's one of the best shows ever made. I think that, um, you know, Firefly, we get lost in how annoying the fan base was, myself included. Um... But I think that I think he has a real gift for certain elements of writing, um, and one of those gifts is creating instantly memorable characters and having them transform in like interesting and believable and emotional ways over the course of a series. Um, and so I, I I would expect Agents of Shield to be pretty good personally, but I fell off of it after the first like season because I don't know I was like watching it on sketchy streaming services as a teenager right and i just didn't want to maintain the work needed to keep watching same but But you watched everything same but replace watched it on sketchy streaming services with hulu and i got like halfway into season two and i was like fuck this is boring um uh that's a shame that's a shame. Uh, the main things that I remember about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, was uh, Fitz and Simmons, because I love when you have two, like, twin-bonded characters and then ha- so- like something happens to one of them. Um, you know, spoilers for the end of Season 1 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., sorry. Um, uh, and I remember Skye being the hottest woman alive. And those are the things that I remember about that show. Only thing I remember was a bad boy who is bad and not Maria Hill, not 
Black Widow, like they have a thing where they're fucking yeah. for a few episodes and they don't yeah. tell anyone. I do remember that, yeah. I remember Ga- Gravitron got set up and he's like, he's a low tier Marvel villain, but he has an incredible power set. And I didn't follow up enough to know if that ever gets paid off. So that's a shame. There's so many like corners of this universe using so many different little villains. Ha- like, lucky us that there's a fucking insane amount of comics material to draw on here. Um,. Because we're never, like, now that they've blown that, we're never getting fucking Graviton in a, like, in, a, in one of the features. We're never getting, like, whoever that minor villain in season two of Jessica Joe. Like, that's not happening. Oh, yeah, you mean, um, Rick Flag? Rick Flag is a Suicide Squad guy. Uh, no, wait. Devin, did oh, I know no. something that you don't know about comics? Oh, no. Oh, fuck. He is. I thought it was something different. God damn. Because it. Oh, it's Nuke. His name's Nuke. Fuck. Oh, no. Oh. This is a really exciting day for me. Oh, uh, oh no. His name's Nuke. No, I know it. Because he's got the. <laughs> I, I, I spent so many years calling him Flag Face Man. And then the show came out, and they were like, remember his name, and I was like, fuck you, it's still just <laughs> Flag Face Man. Oh, no. <laughs> what is my identity if my brain isn't filled? I'm supposed to talk about the time Scott Summers lost his powers, and he got a gun, and he went around calling himself Gun Man, and fucking... <laughs> Bushwhacker, who's a Punisher villain? Who the fuck cares about Bush? Oh, oh God! Oh, I fucked it up. So those are our first couple major eras of uh, MCU television, and then we've moved into uh, the new Disney Plus era, um, which is currently kind of the the ongoing thing at the moment. Um, and the television shows that currently exist in the Disney Plus era, um, which have all been way, way, way more integrated into the happenings of the MCU. Um, like way more feel like present installments in the franchise in the same way that the movies do um, and also are like way weirder and more experimental and better than any of the other TV shows up to date other than again Jessica Jones season one um, uh, are, so we have WandaVision um, which is a limited event series um, about uh, Wanda and Fuck, how much spoilers do we want to do on this one? It's recent enough that I'm like... WandaVision is a series that deals with pontifications of the nature of grief and the escapism one can take in nostalgic TV shows that aired right when we were all in lockdown during COVID, so it hit us all in a very special way. I won't get much farther into it, but the week-to-week watching in the mystery was one of the most intriguing Mm -hmm. eras of television Mm -hmm. I've had as an adult, and it was fucking great. And then Falcon and Winter Soldier happened, and it's more or less fine, and then the ending shits the bed super hard. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I feel qualified to talk a little bit about WandaVision. Um, I don't necessarily feel qualified super much on this particular podcast to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think given the two of us, um, uh, the white one shouldn't be the one talking about the ways in which this show shits the bed in the end. I think I- Oh, Amber, uh, are you gonna be embarrassed when my plug for tomorrow's episode is the real cosmic horror is how many times this white woman can talk over this black man? uh no you're right i no next week i'm gonna be talking over you the entire fucking time i'm not gonna let you say a word edgewise this is my payback for the ducktales episode Um. (laughs) yeah i don't i don't have a lot to say about falcon and winter soldier i think it is one of the shows where like people go it's important and it's prescient and it's tackling hot button issues of the day and those things can kind of supersede the minute to minute intrigue of the show because i think falcon and winter soldiers is uh, kind of boring because i think bucky's boring 
right? Like we can all, it, it, it's like we can, he doesn't even have cool hair anymore. You can you can look me in the eyes and tell me Bucky's boring. It's fine. He's no, yeah, Bucky's boring as fuck. Bucky has never been interesting and part of like the excite and like Bucky's a really pivotal important pivotal important character in the franchise, um, uh, and has always been boring and has never gotten anything to do. So the idea of Bucky getting a show was really exciting. Um, uh, and then he, he stayed boring. <laughs> he was boring the whole time. God, thank God. I, I'm so tired of everyone being like, oh, I want, I want to fuck Bucky. And I'm like, he's... <sighs> he'd just look at you like you're a log the whole time. God, he's got <laughs> one face. I do think I am broadly softer on Falcon and the Winter Soldier than you are. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, WandaVision, we don't want to spoil too much other than, like, there's there's reality-bending shenanigans. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a story about two kind of, like, sidekick characters from the main Marvel Cinematic Universe um, after having done the big event comic crossover of Avengers Endgame, um, uh, sort of uh, uh, coping with uh, the events of, those, of, the, of that event with, yeah, Jesus, and struggling with the idea of the mantle of Captain America and what that label means and who should get to inherit it and whether or not that mantle should even exist in the world as it is right now. Um, and there's a lot of talk about race because there's sort of this, uh, this, this like default assumption uh, that, that Falcon is going to in- inher- inherit the role of Captain America, the mantle of it. Um, which is the thing that's happened in the comics. Um, and there's, like, and he's black. And that's, like, a very a politically loaded thing to have happen. Um, and there's an ongoing question of, like, whether, like, taking on the mantle of Captain America is in some way, like, implicitly endo- endorsing the, like, racism and colonialism that comes with the idea of America as a country. And that's kind of, like, the thematic playground that that plays in. It it plays out as a spy thriller, mostly. Um, that's that's what it is. It's a, it's a superhero-based spy thriller about super ser- soldier serum and, like, legacy and mantles and stuff. Well, I... I t- you're telling me the show about racism is a show about racism? It because... is. I'm saying that. Every time I made a video about this series, at least two people would point to me and go, what are you talking about? There's no racism in this story. Are you fucking kidding me? Sometimes I wouldn't even bring it up and people would go out of their way to be like, why are you bringing race into it? Holy shit. How how do you watch that franchise and that series and say, how are you bringing race into it? Yeah, they I talk about why I made a hundred t- times. <laughs> it's why I made the tweet that like the angry black man at the second to last episode doesn't need to look down camera and go, this show is about racism <laughs> for you to understand that the show right. is about fucking racism. Right. It's it's really clear before they have the, the, the old black man stare into the camera and say they will never let there be a black Captain America. Like, you don't need that. They still have it just to make sure you got it. Yeah, it's... I, I love the internet. I love just fucking... I love TikTok. Can we give people I love crumbles? TikTok. Can we give people crumbles of fucking media literacy so we don't have articles that are like... What do you mean the game and Squid Game fucks people over? That doesn't make sense. Please, may I have a crumb of media literacy, sir? <laughs> Loki. Other Loki. Show. Loki season one is out at time of recording. Um, uh, Loki does a bunch of time travel, time hopping stuff. Um, again, we don't need to necessarily get too deep into it, but... Um, uh, there's a multiverse, and there's a bunch of different timelines of people that can branch off, um, uh, and those are called variants. You can have variants of yourself. This is probably the place where I'm likely to go to for OC ideas, is I think variance is ripe with uh, uh, OC potential. I think making a variant of an original character is a great and easy way, and a way that even I could get you excited about making a character, even... Even you, by the end of this episode, will be excited about making a variant of one of the MCU characters, because that's basically oh. just doing how we do. Oh, don't don't take my lack of forethought for not excitement. I, I love this bullshit. It's just the reason... Oh, excuse me. 
sorry. The reason I picked this episode was because I specifically had things about the Marvel TV shows that I wanted to talk about. Right. Uh, making a character would be dope. Um, I'll talk about Loki for a second. I like Loki. Loki's my second favorite of the Disney it's shows. It's great, right? It's, yeah, it's Doctor Who. If Doctor Who take place with characters you already know and care more about than, you know... A character it takes time to establish and learn to like in a Doctor Who. Uh, Loki's sure. a lot of fun. It's a lot of growth for that character. It's my my hot take with Marvel, uh, with the Disney Plus shows is like Marvel movies are generally good and they have a movie runtime, so they're not the most in depth singular movies but like over the course of the franchise you get to watch character growth uh marvel tv gets to do that with a whole season so it's marvel movies but they go a little deeper uh and loki's just a lot of fun loki's great we love loki and that leaves what if which i haven't seen i haven't seen a single episode of what if um and that's the one remaining show to talk about so you can tell me about what if what if is fucking boring i (laughs) It's okay. So, two. It's the only MCU thing I haven't seen. Other so, than the aforementioned shows from the beginning of the episode. Uh, did you see Runaways? Wait, did they make that? They did, cause like I was I was rewatching Doctor Strange, and like an Asian person grabs the staff of one. And I was like, oh fuck, are they setting up Runaways? And then I was like, oh wait a minute, there was a Runaway show. Wait, holy! Oh, hold on. I'm gonna fucking. I think it was a Hulu original. Wait, I'm like now like ancestrally remembering a series of other shows that were gonna shit. 2017. There are three seasons of Runaways. What, what? Do people say about there are three seasons of this show, Devin? I I only remember it vaguely. I don't remember anyone saying anything about it. There, it's a complete series. There's three seasons. The third and final season of ten episodes was released December 13, 2019, pre-time skip. Well, I guess. There was also Cloak and Dagger, which I also forgot oh, and didn't watch. Oh, shit! Oh, my God! I forgot they did that. More than Runaways, I forgot Cloak and Dagger happened. There, that's a complete two-season show. It was canceled after two seasons. Who was watching this? I didn't even remember that. I didn't remember that this happened. You didn't... You, Devin Reese, didn't remember that they made this TV show. Who the fuck was watching this? I remember Bushwhacker, and I don't remember Cloak and Dagger's Netflix... Hulu series. Holy hell. I can't Join believe us. we discovered this in the, like in the middle of recording. We were like, "Oh my god!" There's this whole era of TV that I didn't even remember happening. So, Join us in no, a month okay. when I do a Runaways one, which will be an excuse to talk about Runaways. <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn, great work, buddy. Uh, but what if? Am I right? Yeah, tell me about it. I don't know. Is there anything you have to say about what if? <sighs> okay, so let me be fair. A little bit. The first, like, two episodes of What If, uh, Star-Lord, T'Challa, and Captain Carter, fun. It's fun. And I am aware of the metagame. You shouldn't and can't ignore the commercial nature of art. All of the MCU movies are commercials for the next one. I get it. What If made me feel like Disney was like, hey, here's our on-air TV pilot. I also, could you check the boxes of the things you do or don't want to show up in a live action movie one day? Mm. And I went, thank you, Disney. It's great you're making me pay to be a member of a focus test group. That's fucking dope, actually. Right. And it's so nakedly transparent to me with that. And like, if you're having fun, fine. I'm not. It's bland as shit. And best case scenario, it's kind of fun. Worst case scenario, it's useless too not offensive but really very bad and the blandness is seeped into the bone marrow of the show because the artistic direction is so lifeless and unappealing and it's like cg bordering photorealism bordering car uh 
cartoonish, so it doesn't really meet either. And when you have to do photorealistic, you cannot go to the bigger emotions and the bigger feelings that animation as a medium allows you. So what's the fucking point? I beseech thee, what is the point of an air quote live action Lion King? It's fucking useless. But what if is very boring. And I got to I got to the Thor Party Boy episode. And it started, and I was like, well, it's a Thor, so I doubly don't have to give a shit, because Thor movies aren't good. Never have been. I don't think they can make one. Who cares? <laughs> and I it have starts... hopes for Love and Thunder. <sighs> I'm not going to see it. I know that you it. don't. Because... Oh, you're not even going to see it. Shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm there with it, man. I'm not, I'm not going to see it. So the Thor one starts, and it's the ensuing event is... Odin doesn't kidnap Loki. And I go, oh, this is potentially interesting. I'd really like to see what a happy Loki is. And particularly what, like, being a frost giant, what that cultural difference does to a Loki. What would that look like? That's interesting. Probably not going to do it. And then Thor shows up. And I know it's a fucking, you're expecting X, but the joke is that Y will happen. And Thor's like, People of Midgard, your life is over. And I'm like, he's gonna, he's gonna do a party. But there was a second in my brain where I was like, oh. Th- because if Thor doesn't have Loki, you're just dealing with a Thor from the opening of Thor 1. And like, I, I'm me. I understand. I'm the only person who watches the MCU who doesn't like Thor. I think he's terrible. And like... I like Norse mythology, and I'm not a weird person. <laughs> but there was a second where I was like, oh, what if we're doing like a like a classic Norse Thor? Just this warring, conquering person obsessed with feats of his own strength. Like a villain Thor. That would be dope. And then it's just a fucking Party Boy episode, and it's for fucking around and having a big party for 45 minutes and then at the end of the episode they go we're making the what if avengers and i went the single greatest question what if answered is what if the mcu experiment failed and you got to avengers 2012 and you went god this is boring and i don't care about any of these people and it Uh sucks so there is continuity and, between these installments is what you're saying. Because what if it's like a series of like animated hypotheticals? Yeah, there's not like real other than the Watcher existing. But we're all like, this is going to end with an Avengers thing, right? Like everyone watching is going, this is where this goes. And then with Disney's like, yeah, this is, this is where it's going. But like. Give me one second. I had a thought and I lost it. But, like, the reason they're all so fucking boring is because they don't tell you anything you didn't already know going in. Save the Doctor Strange episode, which is really fucking good, because you can walk away from that episode feeling like you've learned a new facet about Doctor Strange, and not just this one you followed, but the one we know from the MCU. It's interesting and good, and it made you care more than the Marvel zombie episode where Happy Hogan gets eaten by zombies, but he says blam while he does it because please, here's a joke. Laugh. <laughs> it's bad if you feel bad. Please laugh. We can't allow you to have feelings that aren't laughter. Otherwise, you won't go to our theme parks. Please give me more of your money. <laughs> but the thing that I hate, like, like, actually hate, because like, I know I've been talking shit about what if, and honestly, I just think it's it's bland. But the thing I hate <laughs> is that it's all the fucking same. It's the same tone every time. It's just MCU movies, and I like those. But the thing I loved about the Netflix stuff, and we can argue about quality until we're blue in the face. I know we don't see eye to eye on this. I love season one Daredevil. Season two Punisher. I mean, season one Punisher is one of my favorite fucking things. I love it so much. And But regardless of quality, what I loved about Netflix was a different tone because the best part of Endgame is when the portals come through and it's that fucking wide shot that's a poster and I looked and I went oh we've crafted a universe and part of a universe 
is a tone. My favorite thing about Yakuza is the tone. You can bounce effortlessly from these photorealistic, hard-nosed Yakuza men talking about how this job puts your soul to a grindstone, grindstone and the pontifications of what it means to have a family and then go to another cutscene and oh no they're trying to get the baby what if we play hot potato with the baby and the baby's flying through the air and you're like is this okay and then the camera zooms to the baby and the baby's giggling because he loves it and you can do all of that it was so important that well, Baby Groot is dancing and having fun in the opening of Guardians 2, at the same time, in the same universe, Kingpin was slamming the Russian's head into a car door over and over and over again because right. he embarrassed him in front of Vanessa, and right. I miss that, and I hate that this is where we are. Also, another thing about uh, What If being bland is I got to episode like eight of What If and I was like, I'm not going to watch this. But I got to episode eight of Titan season three and I was like, I will watch this. God damn it. <laughs> You're still going on Titans. Congratulations, What If. You are less watchable than Titans. And God, Titan season three sucks, but not even in a fun way. Okay. I feel ready to start making a character, but I want to give you uh, another chance. Is there anything else? Was there anything else you were missing that you needed to go off on? Please feel free to uh, take the moment. Loki, Loki, Loki gay was weak as fuck um, because it was. And I know Loki's, I opened this episode yeah. being like, I blame you, the consumer. But that's stupid and reductive and not how the world works. It's just a funny bit. Sure. <laughs> but hence, here's hence my why th I disagreed with you about that bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But here's my thing. I don't know what gay Black Panther looks like. But I know for a fact that if you got it, it would be more than, well, actually a little bit of both. A line that you can blink and miss it. And you all deserve more. You should fight for more. And you should not be content with the mega company who owns movies <laughs> giving you scraps and ripping your teeth out. Like, if it made you happy, cool. But man, Black Panther was dope as fuck. And I imagine Shang-Chi was dope as fuck for people in that diaspora. Like, there's the part where the main villain, I can't remember his name because it's been a while, but Katie says, oh, my name's Katie. And he goes, no, what's your Chinese name? And yeah. it hit me and I went, oh, this means something to an audience who isn't me. And that's incredible. And all of you should get that. And it should be more than a fucking line. Torchwood came out in 2005. Torchwood came out in 2005. Uh no, you're, like, yeah, like, I agree, like, I think, um, I mean, I'm gonna go off on my own little tangent, because I, um... Yes, please, uh, I just talked for so long. No, you're, I also do that in this episode, where I feel good about our, our dialogue distribution this time, actually. Yeah, because, um, like, fuck, we're never gonna make a character, um, uh... <laughs> Told you! Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think, so... I mean, you can feel free to stop me at any point and tell me that I'm fucking wrong about all the things that I'm saying here. Um, but I think that I would I would expect what would make sense for me would be like part of the appeal of Black Panther, right, is not just that um not just that we, you have like a like a black protagonist, um uh although you know, that it also probably is meaningful. Um, uh, and not just that you have, like, a black superhero, although, again, probably has some sort of significance. Um, uh, but maybe more because you have, like, like, a cast where, like, black people are interacting with other black people, like, a normal amount, right? Like, you have other characters who, like, in the MCU who are, like, like, you've had other black superheroes, right? We have Falcon already. Um, we have War Machine. But, like, in their movies, they're, like, largely interacting with, like, just the white people around them. And that doesn't necessarily feel, like, true to, like, what the world looks like, right? Like, and so you have, like, like one of the things that I feel when you put gay characters in a movie is, like, like, okay... 
you talk about this one character being gay and then they don't have any gay friends and it's weird and it feels weird that they're just like you have this one awkward gay person hanging out with all of the straight people right um uh and it doesn't actually Some... feel like a like a lived part of your like normal experience yeah it's sometimes you have a party and some people aren't invited to that party right and also let me tell you all the all the gay people i know they don't only hang out with not gay people <laughs> like, you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i don't know um uh loki's not gay enough and even if loki himself were gay the franchise would not be gay enough um I guess is I guess is the main point, right? Give give more. I yeah, got what more. We can Torchwood came out in 2005. They're all gay in that show. I I just realized I'm nodding super hard, but this is a podcast, but I'm nodding super hard. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I was kind of having a hard time reading the tone on that one. Um so I'm glad <laughs> that you let me know. Um <laughs> Yeah, cool. Okay, great. Now that we've had our chance to go rant a little while, um, who would be a good Marvel Cinematic Universe character to make a uh, to make a variant of in the next thirty fucking seconds? Uh, uh Who? Okay. Uh, or, or or like think about what if like which characters in the MCU would make a really interesting what if? Like when would the tone be different for them? The answer is sort of all of them, right? Yeah, it's um, it's so it's hard really to be like, universe. oh no, the one because god damn it, they're all good. <laughs> so then, my question would be, who's like an MCU character where we go, well, you shit the bad, we could do it better. Winks at the camera. Is it Bucky? Oh fuck, it is Bucky. Is it Bucky? Did we set that up? Oh, how do Holy we make shit, Bucky look not at us. <laughs> that's that's interesting. What's the variant of Buffy or of, Jesus of Bucky that's interesting? Um Uh well, I'm the director and I look Sam Shaw in the face and I go, "Hey buddy, you can fucking emote and it would be cool if you did something that isn't constipation at my camera." Okay, so I'm going to just say out loud um, some traits of Bucky's character, and then they're going to point us in a direction, and we're going to say, oh, wow, that is really interesting, and it's weird that they've never dramatized that. Um, so, Bucky is a World War II veteran um, uh, who is best friends with the guy who goes on to be, like, the most famous fucking superhero of all time, face of the Avengers, Uh and he gets kidnapped by a villainous supervillain and forced into mind control to do a bunch of fucking murders um, in black ops operations. Um, and they also give him a metal arm. Um, uh, Would Bucky's also... movie just be Black Widow? But Black Widow wasn't interesting either. Um... Yeah, I, I liked it. And then I walked out of Shang-Chi and I was like, oh, Black Widow did kind of suck. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> um, it, Black Damn, Widow Shang-Chi was fine. and the Legend of the Ten Rings was dope. I'm going to rant again. Oh, was fuck! So good. How did, how did they get such layered motivations and character dynamics in one fucking movie? Oh, one of the best MCU villain performances. Just all around everything. That movie fucked so hard. I agree with all of that. I also, I I know everyone's like, oh, let, let Shung and Katie just be friends. Platonic friendship. Fuck you. I want them to kiss. Damn it. (laughs) I watched three Star Wars movies and no one kissed. And I'm still mad about it. I want Katie and Shung to kiss so bad. Devin, they kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Did you just forget that Raylo fucking happened in that movie? (laughs) 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 We can't talk about we can't talk about Rise of Skywalker. We can't do that. We have to move on. We can't Disney do that month. right now. We'll, uh, Star Wars month. We'll do it later. Bucky. <laughs> Shit. 
Um, fuck. Bucky the Vampire Slayer. Um. <laughs> Honestly, like, like that's stupid. But yeah, because Midnight Suns <laughs> isn't good. But I like take Bucky and throw him in like the wacky bit of the MCU, and then it's like inherently funny like super serious grim face Bucky is fighting Dracula on the moon with fucking vampire missiles because we're still in the MCU and shit gets stupid yeah that's not bad um so Bucky's dark and edgy and tortured um and also He's sidekick, like not even sidekick to the the goofy, like the guy literally named Captain America. Um, I don't have anywhere to go with this, but I would really like Bucky and Punisher to talk at some point. Because one of the neat things about Punisher, and I, they didn't talk about it too much in his show, but in the comics, Punisher loves Captain America. Captain America is an enormous inspiration to Punisher, and it's very specifically because Captain America is the soldier Frank Castle could never be. Frank Castle's a monster, and Steve Rogers is a good person, and he knows that, and I would just like Punisher and Bucky to talk about being grim, dark fuckers who love Captain America one day. Totally. And hey, Bucky, Frank Castle watched his entire family die, and he's in this perpetual cycle of violence where he has to replay it in his mind. He can still crack a joke. Okay, 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 okay. Let me let me pitch you um, a variant or other Elseworld story where Bucky ends up inheriting the role of Captain America, or possibly just becoming Captain America in the first place, um, and he is still like super like boring and edgy and maybe we actually make him more like grim dark edgy and like full of angst um and but he's like in a like heightenedly ridiculous and comedic captain america uniform and like surroundings and so it ends up doing like a little bit of like a lego batman thing um where he has to insist and maintain that he's like super serious you guys and has to be taken super seriously because of his dark and angsty past. <laughs> Bucky Bucky Cap is the one time where we get the stupid arrows, like, wings on the shield where it's not just, oh, we're in the propaganda film. Like, no, he's on the field and he's got the wings coming off of the yeah. shield. But he's still like, uh, when I carry this shield, I carry the weight of all the American people who have died on this battlefield. Totally. <laughs> okay, so... Here's the deal, then, is that I want to give him a sidekick who, like, subverts that, right? Oh, you that, give right? Bucky you give a him, Bucky? <laughs> you give Bucky a Bucky, but, like, Bucky is grim, dark, and edgy, and we have someone who, like, specifically plays off of that, either by, like, either A, by being goofy and ridiculous, um, uh, and that's funny, that's the Lego Batman and Lego Robin situation, B, by being a straight man to Bucky's bullshit, or C... Um, doubling down and being somehow even more grim, dark, and edgy than Bucky is. And that's I the joke. I think I'd like the straight man the most of these setups, but if you want to do, like, the more grim, dark, is you... It's Bucky wearing Bucky's costume, and we do the... I can't remember the guy who wrote the run, but the guy who wrote the original Captain America Winter Soldier saga thing, where, like, Red Skull dies in the first issue and everything is still, like, the fallout of his plan. But when he wrote, like why Bucky became Captain America's sidekick. It's not because, like, oh, I'm plucky. It's because Bucky is an effective murderer. <laughs> and right. so, like, you'll see Bucky crawling under barbed wire and slitting Nazi's throat, but he's in the fucking, like, the go-go shorts and the booties. Okay, okay. Here are... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. Um, here's a couple of pitches for who could be our straight man sidekick um, in no particular order. Um, uh, another variant, Bucky... Um, Steve Rogers, uh, 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 Sam Wilson, um, uh, Agent Carter, um, The Red Skull, um, I don't know, those are a few concepts. Do any of those feel like they would be especially funny? Um, 
I I do love Bucky teaming up with Chipper variant Bucky and he's like why is your life so good and he's like the day I listed my mom baked me a pie and I learned to smile I never turned back (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay Um, so we do want to go with overly chipper yeah I I think we're doing it overly chipper (laughs) overly chipper Bucky and overly grim Bucky Um, and overly grim Bucky is the one who became Captain America um, an overly chipper Bucky. I don't know. What's the deal there? Do we just call him the Winter Soldier? Do we? Did he? Is there ever like a Kid America in the in the comics? Uh, there's like um, there's you know just classic Bucky, and then Bucky was a mantle that got like went on to a few other people. There's like um. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he has a really cool costume where it looks like it looks like Grifter from DC, but his hair is dyed red, white, and blue, and his mask is you know that kind of like bandana, but it goes over down the whole face, and you got the like the eye holes. Oh wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you can you can turn this down, but it's an idea that I have to say out loud. Um, uh, what if it's Bartok the Leaper? You mean Batrock? Yeah. Is he played by the same uh, MMA fighter, bro, from 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 Cap Two? No, no, they're they're both played by Sebastian Stan. Wait, they are? Are they not? Are we no, doing? Are they variants? Or are we doing what if? Oh, 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 oh! I I misunderstood. I never mind. I I yeah. No, I got what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Because I I thought you meant like the. Like the actual guy who's no. already played Batrock. No, no, no. Okay, yeah, Buck- Bucky shows up and he's French. <laughs> <laughs> then you can have the this A doesn't stand for France, but it can oh be my not, God. not awful. It can oh be funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> we can be- Absolutely. <laughs> the whole episode is built around that. We, like... <laughs> We, we have, like, the whole... Okay, are they variants, or is this or is this a what-if character? Uh, I, was, I was thinking variants. Okay, they could be I variants agree. in a what-if. <laughs> so, um, we have, like, the whole episode. Like, he keeps saying things that are, like, approaching. Um, uh, you think this A on my helmet stands for France. For the uninitiated, that's a line that Captain America says in The Ultimates. Um, uh, he says, you think this A on my helmet stands for France. Um... Uh, it's really fucking stupid, and I love it. I loved it from the minute I saw it when I was in, like, fucking middle school or whenever. Um, it's my favorite thing in the world. I didn't always like it for the right reasons, because I was in fucking middle school or whatever, but I've always loved it. Um, Um, America's my White House. Um, so, yeah, I mean, is that okay if he's... If you have Captain America and his sidecock, but sidecock, Jesus, <laughs> side what is wrong God. with me today? <laughs> his sidekick, Batrock the Leaker, the fucking hell. <laughs> his sidecock, oh, Batrock the Leaker. I'm gonna fucking. Can they fight? Can they fight Gargoyle? Because he's also French, and so it's like, sure, <laughs> it's it, it's a big moment when he says this. A doesn't stand for France. And the gargoyle is just like, you're a dick. You're a dick, <laughs> Captain America. Yeah, like like the payoff of the joke is that he finally says it and it's just not impressive and no one is impressed by it. <laughs> yeah, you cut they're to just like, like, this is what you built us up for, you asshole. You cut to, you cut to the side characters and they're just like, weak. Boo. Boo. It's, no, 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 no! You know what it is. Remember the scene uh, in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man where they start chucking trash at the Green Goblin. It's that, but they're doing it to Bucky. <laughs> Incredible. Um, great. Uh, that's more or less a pair of characters for some stupid fucking reason. <laughs> Do we want to give them one cute little quirk apiece? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Angsty Bucky is very like, uh, 
music was better in my day. But then, like, the villain finds out where he lives and they're having a fight in his house and the fucking jukebox hits. And it's just like, I'm walking on sunshine. Woo! Do you think that's 1940s music? Come again? Do you think that, do you think that's 1940s music? No, but like the the joke is like he does like modern music. He's just being an oh, asshole. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, okay. Um, so speaking or, of music, no, go. I I I walking on sunshine just popped in my brain when I say it. But like it's he's still he, like he's listening to angsty music, but he's like got it. Oh, they get it. I've, I'm listening to this oh cradle of filth CD, and they Absolutely. understand my pain. Absolutely. <laughs> He's become so numb, you can't feel him there. Um, in my skin. Okay, great. So speaking of music, um, uh, I think that I think that there's a, a running bit where Batrock Bucky is just like super invested in giving them a theme song um <laughs> uh, he's pulling a fucking dewey duck they're go- they're going through <laughs> they're going through the room full of the lasers and bucky's just like bat rockin bucky and that that gives them something to play off of um uh but here's the here's the bit um, he keeps coming up with music that all, he keeps coming up with theme songs that happen to be taken already. Um, like he'll, he'll sing a song right. and it'll like, it'll like <laughs> be the- a piece of copyright music or it'll be like, that's, that's the Avengers. He's like, just like humming the Avengers theme and Bucky has to be like, no, that's, that one's already taken. Oh yeah. He's, uh, he's doing the spy, <laughs> Bucky, Cap, Cap and Pat, Cap and Pat friendly neighborhood cap and bat right that. right exactly okay uh uh costumes do we want to is it just more or less the like costumes from like i think i think captain america bucky's costume obviously has to be like the most ridiculous 1940s goofy one you can possibly have get him in his fucking blue tidy whiteies yeah yeah, the, the the costume is just fucking off the page. Yeah, we've done it before. We can do it again. We can do it again. Cap, you can't eat your shield. I have to, Bucky. If I don't, I'll die. All right, cool. That's it. That's the fucking episode. That's that's we made Bucky twice. Fuck you. We did it. Bye. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. No, we have to do the outro. <laughs> I did the outro at the beginning. Uh, well, join I us subverted next your week. expectations. Join us next week when uh, Devin tries to get us to talk about professional wrestling, but instead we finally talk about humongous entertainment. Yahoo! 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 Doink. Okay. Bye. Yahoo. Bye.